Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. This is The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. It's great to have you with us on this Friday. We've been spending this week with Republicans, all kinds. The GOP is not just a fractured party right now. It's in the throes of a takeover. For years, Republicans in Washington courted the anti-Obama anger of the GOP base, and now it's risen up and it's threatening to strangle the party. We've been hearing voices all week long on the state and the future of the GOP. On paper, the Republican Party has never been in better shape than it is right now. There's been an underlying tension that has not been dealt with. It's pretty much died. This is the battle the party eventually has to have with itself. It's kind of like a a cafeteria. People are just sort of grabbing what they want and and leaving behind what they don't. (laughs) It's a hot mess. Well, the Republican Party's a hot mess for national figures like Michael Steele there. But politics hits home in the districts with the local lawmakers and the door knockers. Take Pennsylvania's 15th district. It's my home district. And in a world of gerrymandering, it's still a swing district in eastern Pennsylvania. The 15th went for Obama in 2008 and 2012. But then Trump in 2016. And that's not the only big change. Moderate Charlie Dent has represented the 15th since 2005 in Congress, even through a redistricting or two. But now Charlie Dent says he's done. The man who used to be firmly in the middle now finds himself an outsider in an increasingly conservative GOP. And Charlie Dent isn't running for re-election in 2018. I decided that this is the right time to leave, just for a number of reasons. I've made it pretty clear that we've seen one heck of a lot of paralysis in government these days. There's been just too much uh, disorder, dysfunction. We're experiencing a, a realignment of sorts, where both political parties are really unsure of themselves at this moment. Uh, you know, I think this is part of a broader global phenomena where we've seen the major political parties in France, as an example, collapse. And in our country, we have more independents than we do Republicans or Democrats. So there's something happening out there, and this realignment is occurring, and it's, and it's not going to settle for a cycle or two. And uh, nobody's really quite sure how it will sort itself out. Congressman, I think that it's fair to say you would have been one of the people who supported you know, the Republican National Committee efforts after Mitt Romney lost to say we have to appeal to a broader range of American voters, to people of color, if we want to have a future. The party has gone in exactly the other direction. What's happening and why? Well, there there is a troubling trend in both political parties. Uh, and that is that the, there's this movement towards isolationism, protectionism, and at times nativism. And so, yeah, I am concerned that the Republican Party is taking on these attributes. They're not healthy. And again, they are not attributes of, of a great nation. Uh, Congressman, I grew up in your district, right in the 15th there. So I, I know the neighborhood a little bit. And, and I've talked to some of the Republican organizers who, uh, I'll just say it, put a target on your back for this next cycle. And, and we're trying to recruit a different kind of Republican to to give you a primary and get you out of office. And why do you think that push is so strong that all of a sudden uh, a lot of Republicans want Charlie Dent gone? What's going on in the party? Well, again, you know, when I announced that I wasn't running again, I had no serious challenger from the left and I had no credible challenger from the right. I really wasn't worried about reelection. But I think our party needs to figure out what it's for. I thought the Republican Party, and I still believe it's not about one man. It is about a set of principles and ideas. We are the party of Abraham Lincoln. We are the party that should be standing for individual liberty. 
uh, and a more limited role of the federal government in our lives. That's what we should be standing for. But what does it say to you at the same time when your party, the Republican National Committee, for instance, has poured $170,000 into Alabama uh, to make sure that Roy Moore is a U.S. senator? And that will be a stain on the RNC. I certainly hope his opponent wins the election. No one should be supporting this man, uh, and most aren't, to be fair. Most of my colleagues of whom I spoke in the House and the Senate are not supporting this man. But what's it going to say to you about the future of your party when there is room for Roy Moore and really there's not a lot of room left for Charlie Dent? I know you could have run again, but I've also watched the House of Representatives along with you, Congressman, as the ranks of your fellow moderates have shrunk and are dwindling by the cycle. We've had this situation before. I, I, you know, we've witnessed with, with horror you know, the stupidity of some of these fringe candidates. There's plenty of room for people like me in the party. I, I am convinced that the two major political parties right now, the Democrats are being lurched hard to the left and the Republicans are being you know, uh, defined by loyalty to the president. There's a lot of space in between there. I firmly believe that. Well, your former colleague, Joe Walsh, was on this program yesterday giving his vision for the future of the Republican Party. He basically said, look, it's dying. The Charlie Dents of the world will form some kind of party with the Tim Keynes, you know, the sort of corporate Democrats. And Joe Walsh and the rest of the Trumpist angry white guys were going to go off and form some sort of musket party, a libertarian nationalist party so that we can be off on our own and not have to hang around Charlie Dent or Paul Ryan or Mitch McConnell and, and that that's the future. I never thought of Donald Trump as a libertarian. I'm interesting that's his description. But nevertheless, prior to Donald Trump, though, uh, the Republican Party litmus test revolved around ideological purity and doctrinaire conformity. But since Donald Trump, you know, the issue has become more loyalty to the man, you know, loyalty to the person. Uh, and frankly, you know, Donald Trump hasn't done a lot to inspire party loyalty, in my view. You know, he was a nominal Republican, just as, you know, Bernie Sanders is barely a Democrat. But they both more or less have taken over their parties. You know, and loyalty is not quite enough. I've often said to some folks that if I had set myself on fire over an issue for them, that some of those people would complain that the temperature of the flame isn't hot enough. It's not just about being loyal. It's also about being, feeling angry and aggrieved. Mr. Walsh, he's, he's free to have his own opinion about what the party should look like. But I should remind you, Mr. Walsh lost. He lost. You know, I've been able to, uh, I've been able to win by, I hope, trying to reflect the values of many of the people of, of our community. And, I, you know, again, I've never, played to the, uh, I've never played to the extremes. And I think this country is a center-right country, you know, that we as Republicans should be talking about a center-right vision. We should be talking about things like order, discipline, control, stability, incremental change, evolutionary change, measured statements. That is what I thought, you know, in the best sense of the word conservative that we should be talking about. Congressman, are you positive that, that so many of the voters in President Trump's base who are fundamentally uncomfortable and upset with the way the culture is changing, the way demographics are changing, uh, that they're going to be down with the Charlie Dent vision uh, for the future of the Republican Party? Because I'm not sure that they will. Well, look, I would say this about a lot of Donald Trump supporters. Many of the people who supported Donald Trump, you know, are, are, are good, hardworking Americans who may be struggling and they wanted to change and they were willing to take a risk. Yeah, I think there is an element out there that the president at times uh, has played to, you know, that, that has this nativist approach. That does uh, certainly bother me that we have people that are fearful. I would just say to those folks that, you know, we have a lot to be optimistic about. Things will be okay. Congressman Charlie Dent, uh, Republican of the Pennsylvania 15. Thanks, Congressman. Hey, thank you. Great to be with you. Well, Charlie Dent says he could have won again in central Pennsylvania. Maybe that's true. But there's a reality staring a moderate like Charlie Dent in the face. Barack Obama won the Pennsylvania 15th district twice. And then in 2016, that district went Trump. 
One of the people who made that happen is Mary Barquette. Mary is a grassroots Republican organizer in northeastern Pennsylvania. She and her fellow organizers turned Northampton County red for the first time since 1988. And activists like Mary are putting pressure on moderates to make way for a new GOP. Mary, welcome to The Takeaway. Hello, Todd. It's great to be with you. Uh, Mary, you just heard from Charlie Dent there. Uh, Why did you want him gone? Well, I never said that I wanted Charlie Dent gone. We've worked with Charlie over the years. He has been more moderate many times than possibly the conservative vision has been. But I think that circumstantially, what's happened is that more and more people are finding it more and more difficult to manage their lives under the oppression of a lot of government inserting itself into their lives. And people are are really suffering under more and more taxation and fees and four levels of government coming after them. So, you know, in theory, it's great to be able to say that, but you have to understand that the living conditions of the folks are not getting better. So does that mean that Charlie Dent for you represented uh, big government, too many taxes, uh, not conservative enough? Well, I, I, I can't say that you can draw the hard conclusion on that. But I think that Charlie does have a more moderate view of what needs to be done. And I think that we are getting closer to a point of critical mass. The more dependency I see being created in government, I think we're close to a tipping point where I'm hoping we can retrieve ourselves from if it occurs. But I think we're hitting that point and that would change us as a society and that's why, you know, we have to take a stand on where that line is. Well, Mary, I wonder what you want the future of the Republican Party to look like in your neighborhood. You and I are both from central Pennsylvania. You're from one end of it. I'm from the other end of it. Charlie Dent was the kind of moderate politician who kind of fit in central Pennsylvania. If a much more conservative or much more mm, pro-Trump Republican runs in that district, what would that look like? Aren't you afraid that person might just lose to a Democrat? Well, I think that what's going on right now in Washington with, you know, uh, the attempt to pass the tax reform, which I, you know, support, obviously, strongly, because once again, something needs to happen so that people are not being overregulated and overtaxed. And we need to understand that to be able to grow and have people who are going to work every day, doing their jobs, and have them be able to survive in this environment, we need those changes to occur. So I think that if that passes and people can see the vision of that, that will carry a conservative candidate. Hmm. You knock on a lot of doors uh, around I Pennsylvania, do. Mary. It's part of what you do. You're a, you're a grassroots activist. Uh, aren't you worried in a district like the 15th, which is really pretty middle of the road, that a more conservative Republican or or even a Trump Republican might just make your job harder? Well, you know, it's funny, uh, whether it's just my regular everyday public life in which people really don't know who I am or what I do in terms of the party or whether I'm knocking on doors It's interesting because what I'm finding is that the people that I speak to or it comes up in conversation are still very much supporting what Trump wants to do in Washington, D.C. 
you know, that's from the streets. And it, it's been most interesting to me that despite all of the attacks on Trump or how he does things or, or however you want to look at it, that's the message that I keep getting from the public. When it comes down to sitting at your table and paying your bills, people need a vision that they have the opportunity that is supposed to be America to live a, a regular life and take care of their families, go to work every day, pay, you know, like I said, pay their bills and have a little bit left over to enjoy the things that they want to do. That's all a lot of people are asking for. And that has been disappearing. And I think what he is bringing will give them hope. Mary Barquette is a grassroots Republican organizer and a local Republican Party official in northeastern Pennsylvania who says the message and the policies of Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. are working for grassroots organizers like her. Mary Barquette, it's been a pleasure. Thank you.